0: hello on this podcast we talk about movies their faults their flaws and their plots so expect some spoilers you've been warned welcome to plot spackle
1: i'm john and if i was going to live in a digital world i'd probably do the monster hunter world
2: i'm richard and if i was legit living in a digital world i'd live in the world of mist
0: i'm eric If I had to do a digital world, because I'm a mesochist, I would probably do the Dark Souls world. All right. So why would you live in the Dark Souls world? For me, well, I just, I love those games. They're very fun games. And I love the fact that it's very. He wants to die in horrible
2: ways. No. Over and and over again. again. No, if
0: I want to do that, I would do Meat Boy. Because that's the the horrible way to die. Or Limbo oh yeah there's I plenty of
2: home. plenty of horrible ways to die in lorgeron
1: all right but, but how, why would you actually want to live there
0: i i just really like the story um and just the lore of the of the world i think it's really it's a really fun world to live in or it would be a fun world to live in as long as you the bad stuff isn't happening to you, <laughs> you you'd like to be a spectator exactly
2: or you know live during the age of fire
1: Alright, and uh, so why you missed, Richard?
2: Because, A, it's super pretty, and in general, the bad things don't happen to you, even if you are the protagonist, and there's lots of cool traveling through books, which is nifty.
0: And what about you, John? Why Monster Hunter? Um, Because you have a little cat
1: friend, and uh, have you seen the food they eat? Like... The
0: fondues, yeah. But, but it's, it's always the same it's not food. Just,
1: it's not just fun fond- Well, it all depends on the cook. You just get a different cook. You know, some do fondues, some do steaks. Just walking around with a huge leg of a dinosaur. And you can just eat it. Like, you can eat all you want. And, you know, things aren't really that dangerous. Like, there's, you can fall from huge heights. You just maybe stumble a little afterwards. You can get smacked by a dragon.
2: But remember, John, you do have to pose after drinking anything.
0: Only in combat. <laughs> when it's least convenient for you, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes, when it's
1: least convenient. If, if it's con- um, convenient time to pose, you don't have to. So, you know, it's not a bad world at all. But so, uh, what are we talking about today, guys? Well, I mean, we were talking about digital worlds, and...
2: It's not Digimon.
1: It's not Digimon. We're talking about Tron Legacy. So, uh, what are we going to do with all these uh, plot holes we need to fill, though? How are we going to fill them up? Um, well, we have a couple of options. I mean, we could do a release day patch, or...
2: Do some quick fixing,
1: Or...
0: Fill the plot holes with all the AOL discs. All these AOL discs. Just everywhere. Piled up. Literally, like, you you would get them in the mail like every week saying, please try AOL. More and more AOL.
1: Yeah, but you
2: just put them in, like, the microwave for, like, four
1: seconds to get the really cool lightning. Kids, do not try that at home. Try it at your friend's house.
0: But it is pretty cool
1: yeah so we're talking about tron legacy it's a world about digital worlds or a movie about digital worlds what's the story eric
0: what's our synopsis tron legacy follows a story of sam flynn son of the uh insanely rich insanely popular uh computer programmer kevin kevin flynn really that's his name
1: yeah that's why he goes by flynn
0: i'm like i know him as flynn but yeah if you were kevin flynn you'd go by flynn too yep so let's just say he basically made all of our favorite video games if our favorite video games were tron the light cycle game yep which fun fact actually grossed more like disney made more money from the sale of the video game like quarters they made more money from the actual um, video game profits than the tron movie did because they obviously they had to have a tie that's a lot of quarters but anyway so flynn or sam flynn since they're two Flynn's, that's gonna be hard. Is upset because his dad ran away from him twenty-ish years ago. So he went to Daddy's old arcade because, well, why not? If you have an arcade, you might as well go there. Turns out Flynn gets sucked into the grid and hijinks ensue, where it turns out that Daddy has a doppelganger who wants to get out of the game world and rule the world somehow. But stuff happens. Flynn and uh, Olivia Wilde get out of the game world and realize that hey. This isn't so bad, and uh, original Flynn died, so let's just rip that Band-Aid off right now.
1: All right, so that's what the story is. What are our facts, Richard? All right. Facts about the movie.
2: So this opened on the 17th of December back in 2010. Uh, had a $170 million budget for all that CG. Its opening weekend only earned $44 million. In the U.S., it only grossed 172 million, so you know it covered its
0: costs. Worldwide, it earned over 400 million, though, because you also have to take in advertising as well. Yeah. So basically, take production and double it, and that's um actual costs. Yeah. Actual costs. So,
1: so they did make money off of it once you got out of the U.S. Oh, it's way more
2: popular in Japan and China than it ever was here. Like. If you go over to their Disneyland, they get Tron rides, and over at our Disneyland, we lost Flynn's Arcade. Even though they made so many money off of the, so much money off those quarters, so many
0: quarters. But I'm not bitter.
1: All right, so, so yeah, So, it's a little movie with uh, digital people and digitalization.
0: Uh, another cool thing about the movie, too, I think it was the first movie to have the uh, de aging process done of the face capture. Yeah, like taking um the dude. And I'm blanking on his Kurt name, Russell. Russell. Not Kirk Russell. No,
1: it's not, not Kirk Russell. It's, oh, what's his name? I can't think of it either. Who are we thinking of? The dude.
2: You mean Jeff Bridges? Yes. Jeff Bridges. Just so. delete all
1: that. We didn't make a mistake. <laughs> say say this is the first movie where Jeff Bridges was DH'd using computer technology.
0: And to be fair, it did look a little weird.
1: Yeah. But it's okay more in the uh, when we get into the digital world, mm-hmm. where it's the de-aged version is a like computer mm-hmm. program so him looking a little cg makes sense
0: but let's talk about more, that more when we actually talk about the movie yeah but first let's take care of these plot holes i got AOL
1: disks and i need to shove them someplace
2: so we found a bunch of plot holes off of the movieplotholes.com convenient location uh one of them is that when cora uh the Olivia romantic Wilde. a romantic interest for sam is uh restored by kevin flynn after being beaten by beaten up by clue's henchman she wakes up and mentions that uh flynn's identity disc has been stolen but that happened after she collapsed and it's impossible for her to know
1: mean, she couldn't observe that his disc wasn't attached to his back right that's oh, a, that's impossible no
2: she can't have seen that it was missing
1: after she woke up and it's impossible for her to have known that it was an important thing that uh clue wanted and because she was kind of a apprentice orphan child raised by Flynn. She couldn't have possibly known that one of clues objectives was to get that disc. No, yeah, definitely
2: not. It's impossible for any of that to be true. You see instead, John, what happened is that when Flynn was rebooting her, he did a quick program update so that she'd just be caught up on all that information.
1: Yep. Make sure to um, upgrade your software, do
2: a quick patch, reboot the software done.
0: Yep. What are your thoughts, Eric? I was just going to say, you know, who, that's just assuming that she wasn't noticing anything as she was uh, paralyzed. I mean, are they assuming that all paralyzed people don't notice anything? Well, that's kind of uh, ableist of them.
1: Yeah, she seems kind of catatonic during those scenes, but that might just mean but, she's non-responsive. Not that she can't.
0: Not that she's not observant. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the movie doesn't really give us any idea of like what actually is happening, but. But she does know that the disc was stolen. She must know that stuff
1: is going on. Yeah, so she's probably aware of everything that was happening. She just couldn't do anything about it. Sure, I
2: mean, as as John said, she just woke up later, saw that the disc was gone, and went, Oh no.
1: It has been stolen. Because she knows that uh, he had it when he left their base.
2: And it's an important thing. She's been, you know, hanging out with Flynn for the past 20-ish years. I
1: think it's a couple
2: hundred years, though, in the actual uh, yeah, computer for, world for, them, for him.
1: Yeah, 120 years. I'm going to do off a quick equivalency because it says minutes are like hours.
2: Well, uh, Depends on how long a cycle is because it's been at least a thousand cycles. Yeah,
1: it's a long time. So it's a bit. All right. Well, how about this? So in the final action scene, the heroic trio tries to beat Clue and his soldiers by outmaneuvering them with their light jet. So the uh, vehicles here all leave the uh, solid contrails that are objects and they break things if you run into them. Um, But uh, they take their light jet and they go to a vertical ascension until it stalls. And then they go back downwards, but their contrail is gone. So they don't run into it and explode. Well... That's really convenient.
2: Literally five seconds before that happens, you watch the fighter jet that they're running away from do the exact same thing when it starts stalling and then its contrails disappear so when the program ends
0: the contrails
2: go away
0: just going to say in the game grid like with the light cycles and whatnot if one of the light cycles is destroyed its contrails uh, turn off so if a if the plane is stalling that could just be it's shutting off so it the program shuts off the contrails Yeah, that's how
1: I think it is, because we know from the light cycle scene that the contrails that those make are powered. You actually turn them on. They're not automatic, and so you can turn them on or off. And so that assumes there that, you know, they disappear when it's destroyed, that if the machine stops, it's no longer powering the contrail and it goes away.
2: And the light jet worked the same way, because when they take it out of the hangar... There aren't any contrails going on until they start getting chased, then they start and then that. they turn on the contrails.
0: I bet they're poisoning all the programs with that.
1: <sighs> well, we know that they are, because clues a villainous sky and he's got to mind control everyone with contrails. It's in their water. They sky do-
0: demons. They drink water, right? No. They, they oh. drink
1: uh, glowy liquid, so it's probably
0: energy. They. I was going to say, it's getting into those uh, cubes that are in the uh, that ocean or whatever. Anyways, the truth is out there, buddies all right all right next uh, plot hole it's a major plot hole the main antagonist clue is blessed by lady luck when the random message he sent to the arcade made kevin flynn's son reappear and reopen the portal between the grid and the real world instead of using him as bait and hostage to lure out kevin flynn in order to get his identity disc his main objective he puts him in games in order to be killed where he personally tries to do this in the light cycle battle so what's his game plan
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, he's got this big publicity thing, which is him fighting a user where everyone's invited. They have a fireworks show. He's clearly involved in it. And this person's going to die, who's the son of the creator, who's probably going to find out about it and then show up and steal him in the middle of the fight, you know, maybe rescue him. Like what happened?
2: You You know, know. it's almost like he was using the appearance of the son as a way to draw out actual Kevin Flynn. Like, that was his plan.
1: Yeah, because it's not the first game. Like, when he finds out that uh, it's Sam in the first game, he stops it. He doesn't want to kill him. No, instead, he takes him to a different event.
0: A nice open event. That a would... nice
1: open event. And that's where he sets it all up. And there's a whole speech, and there's a fireworks show.
2: And, I mean, there is that whole line where the uh, MC guy is like, did I do the performance right? I think it got the crowd really excited. Then Clue's all like, they weren't for them.
1: So yeah, he totally did it. That was his plan. He was confident that uh, Kevin and Flynn would intercede and find out.
0: So um, that pager message was intended for Alan. Uh, do you think he, Clue would have done the same thing for... This isn't a plot hole, but this is just me wondering. Do you think he would have done the same thing if Alan had gone into the game world? Um, Yes.
1: But I also don't think clue sent the message so you think that kevin flynn did no because he doesn't say he says he didn't send it he believes um clue did. Mm-hmm. but clue doesn't act like he knew this was going to happen like he's as surprised as anyone when uh, there's a user who shows up and also like if he had done it he would have been waiting for him
2: like, nobody was watching that portal to see that, oh my goodness, the portal has opened.
1: Yeah, like, you send out a message and the portal opens. No, he gets picked up by a random patrol. And so my thought is, is that Alan lied about getting the message. He just wanted Sam to go discover what his dad was actually working on. Like, he doesn't think that this he would have believed him if he said, oh, there was this digital world he was creating. And so he said, yeah, I got this message from your dad's arcade on the, my pager. I mean, the phone's been disconnected, but who knows? And it's entirely true. There was no message because it was disconnected. But Sam manages to find the secret lab and ends up getting digitized. I mean, that wasn't really maybe what Alan was hoping for.
0: But, I mean, it worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. Cause I, sorry, I was just trying to think. Like, I'm pretty sure Clue mentions that there's a message. But, no, it's um, Jeff Bridges' character says that all he says is, I didn't send a message. I didn't send a message.
2: Yep. And when he, when Sam talks to Clue, he's all like, well, I got the message. And Clue's all like,
0: oh, that's good. Just kind of playing, rolling off or b- rolling with it. Yeah. So, okay. Just, it's one of those interesting things. I think that's even a plot hole later on. I mean.
1: I, I think that's, it was mentioned in our nitpicky list. Okay.
0: That we're not using. So we'll just cut this part or what, or we'll see how it is. But
2: so. The next big plot hole is that when uh, Cora comes in and saves Sam Flynn from the games and escapes with him, she says that Clue and them can't follow outside of the grid because their vehicles aren't adapted to the terrain. But, I mean, this doesn't stop Clue and his henchmen later on to reach the secret hideout with spaceships. And the hideout's not even that secret because, I mean, it's the only place outside of the grid
0: that emits light. But that hideout's, like, behind a bunch of clouds, like, perpetually. And some
1: and there's thunder and lightning in those clouds, so there's other sources of light.
2: And at the time, they were being chased by light cycles, which were not
0: adapted for that terrain. Yeah. It, well, another thing, I was just—I think that program or that uh, system is just really advanced because right now they have things or uh, programs on your computer uh, have a mode called sandbox mode, which means they can only interact with certain parts of the system. It's to uh, protect your computer from actually like being having a virus take over like from malicious programs. So I think Sam Flynn just, or not Sam Flynn, but Kevin Flynn just, you know, he was ahead of his time. He made sandbox mode already. Well, he did maybe for the light cycles. We know the spaceship can go, but they don't use that until they know where
1: they're going. Like, because it's either that or just go search, search all of it. And I mean, there's a lot more light coming from the portal anyways.
2: And it's almost like, I mean, there was random bits of light off of pieces of rock and i mean if you notice they kept the lights pretty low at his house sure the floor glows but he only had like the one window
0: and maybe that window was even uh, that two-way glass or a mirror like you can see through it but you can't see um, in it like if you're outside it just looks like a mirror but if you're on the uh, inside it looks like a just a regular window i mean we have that technology now it's to say you can put it
1: in the computer. Yeah. And so, yeah, it makes sense to me because I'm like, oh, they can't take the light cycles out and they don't quite know where they're going. And uh, they go through some sec- a secret tunnel to get up into it. So by the time they had, can actually get one of their uh, air vehicles out there, there's nothing to follow. Another and, thing.
2: Oh, sorry, Richard. I goodness. was just going to say, as soon as they do find where it's supposed to be, when they retrace the light cycle that Sam steals they immediately take an airship out there.
0: Well, I, what I wanted to bring up, though, is in the original Tron, light cycles could definitely operate outside the game grid, which just goes to show that um, a lot of companies have been re- removing features for our benefit. And it just kind of makes me upset. Because the previous <laughs> light cycles could do it. Yeah, previous light cycles. Well, the previous
1: light cycles uh,
0: off-road was less um, bumpy. They didn't have the... Uh, graphical processing power to do that now they do yeah.
2: well at the same time though it was running that that was running inside of a mainframe and the mainframe was there to keep everything neat and organized so i mean as opposed to our on una- you know our just free made sandbox where we don't have a mainframe keeping everything and under- keeping everything organized
1: all right and so uh our next issue here is something that's just unaddressed is what what is clue's plan I mean, he's going to go take over the real world. How's he yeah. going to do that? He's got like one carrier and everyone they have has little disks.
0: And I mean, there's only a couple thousand of them. We know he
1: can't create new programs. so
0: But he can reappropriate programs. So let's assume that he leaves their system. He's probably going to want to take the, d- the digitizer with him. Enter a new system, I don't know, maybe a weapon system for a government or something. Or, you know, anything that's connected to the internet. Just takes over the internet. And, oh, hey, there's a program over there. Let's reappropriate that for our cause. Do they say no? <laughs> Too bad.
1: Instagram is now a soldier for a clue. Heck, that computer from War Games. So, yeah, I, I think if he got out, like, his first thought was just to get out because he was limited. And then when he'd come out, he'd be like, oh, I can assert control here. And start creating chaos. And I mean, if a carrier just suddenly appeared in
0: a city, especially like an extremely high tech carrier, because like we don't have any like flying with carriers the air like jets. That. Yeah,
1: they can leave contrails. Which, like, there are things that totally would change combat that they have if you had to deal with them, and that would give them an edge, at least enough to establish a toehold. And if they do that, well, then they can start digitizing people bringing them into the grid turning them into soldiers and bring it back out
0: um where is uh the mcom tower is that la like in in world
2: um it's somewhere in in, like the silicon yeah
0: i'm just wondering like if clue can get to silicon valley fairly easily i mean he could definitely take over all those all those well thousands and that's
2: one of those things is like it's 2010 when this thing happens there is an internet now. And if he can, you know, take over, say, everything that everyone else uses, there's not anything that's, there's not a whole lot of things that aren't connected
0: to the internet. When did the original iPhone come out? 2008? I'm just going to use 2008 because that sounds about right. But smartphones were becoming a thing then. So everyone was being connected like 24/7. 2007. Okay. So, but
2: yeah. And so he could, they could have shut down most of the most of the civilized world just by ho- cooking into the internet. And then they can start doing, you know what John said, digitizing people ter- taking them over, turning them into soldiers,
0: bring them back out. So, you know, we might not know his plan because, well, this is the first of a two part movie. And I mean, to be fair,
2: let's, let's give him what he's got. He doesn't, he knows he doesn't have a whole lot of a plan he just needs to get out first. If he doesn't get out, he can't do anything.
1: Yeah, he knows that he's stuck with a 20-year-old knowledge.
0: Um, I think, like, the fact that he has to get out as well just means that the mainframe isn't connected to the internet. Mm. Um, Which, roundabout way, kind of leads credence to the fact that Clue didn't send the message to, John, uh, to, Flynn, to Sam Flynn because there was no way for him to access a messaging app. Yeah. So... Just bring that roundabout, but if that's not important, I can just cut it.
1: Um, yeah, so it is like there was going to be another movie, and it got canceled. And I think maybe if some of the plot hole things might have been filled up better in the second. But, I mean, it is a problem with deciding you're going to make a, se- a sequel and not making the first thing solid.
0: Yeah, it was, like we said... Uh, Tron didn't do very well like it it did okay like it made back its money but it didn't do enough to justify a sequel and that is, was especially compounded with the financial failure that was Tomorrowland that just really sealed the nail in Tron's coffin
2: which is so sad because I love it
0: um, but around this time too this is before Disney owned Star Wars and Marvel but like a year or two after Tron, Disney had Avengers, which was one of the first like multi-billion-dollar movies. So if Tron wasn't going to be able to, you know, not—I don't want to say compete—move
1: your resources to the more um, guaranteed success, like what's going to, what's proven to keep working. Just keep doing that. Got to move it away from the risky ventures. Exactly. Especially because, I mean, Tron didn't do very well. It was also kind of
0: panned hard. Like, a lot of people don't like it. And they don't like it hard. I mean, not people we know. So we, let's just, we we pretty much talked about all the plot holes, haven't we? Except for the nitpicky parts.
2: There's a couple that are kind of valid off the other list that I can hit real quick. Okay. All right. So, why are, why is there dust and storms and all of that in this digital world?
1: Because it's advanced.
0: It's a it's called a memory leak, just resources running wild. It's particle effects. Happens all the time. And have you seen the inside of a computer case? It's always covered in dust. Yeah. You can't escape it.
1: Yeah, didn't you see the outside of the uh computer? It was covered in dust. I think he just needs to uh, you know, defrag it every now and then, like it's been running on cycles without any
0: updates or um to be fair, it is a fairly uh solid uh operating system that he's running, so. Yeah. But still, I mean, it it's been is twenty for, years. You're going for twenty years. It's a Unix system, guys. Yeah, it that's why
2: it just it, it gets it's. That's why we're not saying it's not burnt itself out. It just has a couple memory leaks. It should be rebooted just to clear clear out the cache.
1: Yeah.
0: So this is. I actually ended up using um, Solaris. One, Solaris. Yeah. Well, I was trying to like lead it, into, so I had my computer crash at one point due to a power surge, and it messed up my hard drive. And I had like everything on there, but I couldn't even use the hard drives or anything. So I had to end up, I tried installing Windows again. That didn't work. I tried using uh, Ubuntu, which is a Linux system. That didn't work. So I had to use Solaris, which is the same system that uh, Kevin Flynn is using to, you know, have the games and everything. And by golly, it fixed it right up. So I know from experience, it is a very good system. It so, can do lots of stuff. So,
1: but really, though, if he was using a different OS, um, that dust and stuff would have crashed everything. They like Their tanks would have just, just grinded to a halt as soon as they hit the layer
0: of dust. Oh, most definitely.
2: Yeah. All right. And then probably the last one that we're going to go with is how come all of these programs are going to bars all the time? Why do they have a nightlife? I mean, when you click on Word, it never gives you "Sorry, be back in five minutes." I'm grabbing a drink.
0: Well, because you remember Clippy, yes, it does. um, Because
1: no, Clippy always tried to help. Programs aren't the same thing as other programs,
0: and the movie's kind of trying to say that. You know, imagine a a real living world in your computer. If you're not using a program, it has to go relax or something. It's, yeah. you got to imagine that it's a real person. It's not going to just sit there in the corner and be like, I hope my user uses me sometime soon. And but, these
2: programs haven't been used in 20 years. Yeah. so
0: And so,
1: you know, that's what's going on. When you're not using Word or Facebook or Pokemon Let's Go, it's going to go get drunk. So now Thanks. you know the less you use a program, the more of an alcoholic it is. And that's a fact. Yeah, keep your program sober, especially the kid ones. That Club Penguin, oh man. Yeah, keep it busy. You don't want it drinking on the job. Yeah, so that's the thing. is, The programs will be on call, basically. So you'll be like, oh, I need Word. And you turn Word on, and Word's like, oh, guys, I got to go. I got to do this. And because time moves differently in the grid than it does in the real world, um, yeah, they can just run up and get into the office and help you construct that sentence and spend years on that essay. So, no, when the uh, your essay is inadvertently deleted, the program
0: feels worse than you do, because they spent years on it. That's what causes them to drink. It yeah. just wasted cycles of its life.
1: Yeah, it all comes, you know, in full circle. There we go. That's why they have this nightlife, because, you know, we only use
0: so many programs at once. So, another thing, too, they talk about in that uh, nitpick, uh, that nitpick. know why why have a nightclub and i want to submit that have they have people not heard of uh rgb uh, the rgb lighting that's going on in computer cases now that's basically a nightlife in your computer like i could show the guys right now the light show
1: oh yeah he's pressing a button on his computer oh yeah it's flashing colors now it's green richard drop a sick bass. green red and blue now it's the same, different colors and different positions. Yeah, so, I mean, what else are they going to do? Do poetry slams? There probably are poetry slams. I imagine there's all sides types of programs.
2: Any of the, like, uh, writing assisting software? Poetry
0: slams. Poetry slams. Just because it's not how you imagine a computer working doesn't mean that's not how a computer works. Listen, they say in the very beginning of the movie, imagine if the circuits were freeways and other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't remember the actual line. All right. I tried to picture clusters of information
2: as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships? Motorcycles? Were the circuits like freeways? How's that?
1: He's not so even using good. like a script or anything. That was straight from memory. That's pretty good. A- any more nitpicks, Richard?
2: Uh, none that aren't a just 100% nitpick.
0: So, Tron, Legacy, what do you guys think about it? I like the movie. I do kind of think it tries to be a little too uh, philosophical for its own good, but as a story in of itself, I like
2: it. And I've always been a fan of the Tron films, and sure, my viewings of Tron Legacy are probably viewed through that nostalgia lens of the original Tron, but it was me wanting to like the film, and I do. like. Again, sure, there are some problems, and I wish that more had come of it, but I enjoy the world, I enjoy the universe, and I think it's cool.
1: I'm okay with Tron. I'm not a huge fan of it, though. I feel like it has more flash than substance, though I feel it would have done a lot better at the box office if it had come
0: out a few years earlier. So, quick question for you guys. When did you see the original Tron? Um...
2: As a kid, yeah, as, super young.
1: As a kid, I don't remember when exactly,
0: but you were you you just know you were a kid, so you yeah. s- still kind of had the nostalgia of the original, or you grew up with the original one. Because I didn't actually see Tron until a few weeks before Tron Legacy came out. Richard actually found out that I hadn't seen it. He's like, "No, you need to watch Tron before you go see this."
1: It was a pre-Eric under the rock.
0: Before the podcast, yep. But to be fair, at this time Tron wasn't popular, and if you wanted to, fu- you had so, to be
2: a nerd like me to watch it.
0: Yeah. So just to give a little bit of context, my brother bought, I think, the original DVD of Tron, and around the time that Tron Legacy came out, that DVD was selling on eBay for about two hundred dollars. So, yeah, that that's it's it, a hard collection. It was a really rare, like you had to go rent it from a store and well because this was the time of netflix and blockbuster was dying it was it was getting tougher and tougher to see it now you can find tron i think you can find it basically anywhere i don't know if it's as easy or as hard as it was earlier but it's probably not getting as easy as it was anyways i just wanted to see how you guys like were influenced by the original tron
2: so yeah like i i loved the original tron like if you want some of the fun stuff, like there was a Tron 2.0 video game in 2003, seven years before the actual before the Tron Legacy happened, that was fantastic. Actually, it was a really good game, and a completely different plot line. We'll be honest, because I mean, it has nothing to do with uh, what they did with Tron Legacy, but it was, it was good.
1: Now,
0: what about the music?
2: Well, it's amazing.
0: I would. I want to say that the actual soundtrack to so the soundtrack to Tron Legacy. I think it's probably. I want to say it's like a perfect album. Like I know it's from the from the movie, but it, I think the music would still be good even if it wasn't tied to the movie. Yeah, yeah, I think think that's true.
2: It's the. I only have one beef with the soundtrack, and it's that it should have thrown in the original Tron theme somewhere, but as music goes like i listen to it on a regular basis
1: i can i can vouch for that now now eric wants to talk about something special relating to the music
0: because we have to show because we have to show that i am a hipster i just want it to be known that i actually own the tron uh, legacy soundtrack on vinyl and it was a special vinyl because it's numbered which means it was hard to get
1: and, and he's happy about that.
0: I am. I actually imported it from England, and at the time, it was the most expensive record I would bought. I might have paid more for some now, but this one still holds a special place in my heart. But it was kind of fun. Um, I bought it from this the English website, and it was saying, "Hey, you know, you can get a digital version of this uh, soundtrack, right?" It's like, "Yeah, I'd love, I'd love to." Okay, you just need to put some a- your you just need to put your address in. It's like, "Okay, United States." It's like, "Oh, sorry, this is for English." Uh, customers only so i went through put my same address (laughs) and said united kingdom like here you go buddy
1: (laughs) no verification of the address
0: other than the country nope Uh, that's funny so i have it i have the files still on my computer right now Uh,
1: no quick question here though since the music for tron legacy is electronic it was originally digital so isn't there really no benefit to being on vinyl then
0: vinyl can pick up uh smaller um wavelength stuff let's see how much i can uh, bs my way through this
1: okay because that's the whole thing is the, the usual thing of why vinyl is better is because it's analog and so it hasn't been cut into pieces so it's the full experience but if the music was originally made digitally there's nothing you can lose because there was nothing there to begin with now, that's true
2: often this would be the case however some of the stuff for the tron legacy soundtrack was orchestrated so those bits still benefit from the vinyl experience.
0: All right, all right. There's also... A,
2: Outlands Part 2. It's mm-hmm. great.
0: Um, in like sound production, like for CDs and whatnot, when they run through compression, it sometimes gets rid of sound waves that you can't quite hear. You can kind of... But they need to save on space, so they'll cut those out. Yeah. The vinyl has those as it was recorded. So maybe the song will start half a second earlier but the sound was just too low you couldn't hear it on the cd so that's one thing as well but it was just such a good album i needed to have it a couple times all right all right
1: i was just i was just wondering
0: no and that's definitely a complaint people have had with vinyl it's like most of the stuff is recorded digitally now there's no benefit to buying it on vinyl but you know what i say screw you guys it's my own money and he's a hipster i am a hipster all right and you can buy old albums
1: still. So anything more on a Tron or are we done? Or Tron Legacy.
0: I just kind of want to bring it back to a lot of the plot holes I think Disney was planning on fix or not fixing but just explaining in the sequel and I think that's kind of the problem. We talked about how it what it didn't perform and then they got the Avengers franchise and Star Wars and Disney realized that they can just keep they can churn out like two or three superhero movies a year. And make bank.
1: Yeah, and um, I think yeah, they were supposed to be more hooks and mysteries than the real plot holes. They just were never able to capitalize them. And I feel like um, Tron's failure was a bit was because it's supposed to be kind of pushing the technological envelope. But just before it came out, we had Avatar.
0: Let me make sure. I, I might have told you wrong, but I, it, Avatar might have come out the same year as... Um, yeah, but even then, you just compare the two? It was 2009. Okay. So it was a year before... Um... Yeah,
1: so so Avatar comes out and they have the mocap and they have an entirely um, digital world that they've made. And it's this huge visual event, which is what it really is. I mean, it's one of those uh, blockbusters that made so much money that nobody cares about. Like It's like the only one in the top ten...
0: That no one goes back and watches. You watch it if you need to set up a new TV.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that kind of stole Tron's thunder because Tron Legacy doesn't match it.
0: I mean, the Jeff Bridges face is okay, and but at the time, it was really good. It was really good, and I kind of have a a pet theory that we'll get Tron three when Disney needs to push out a new technology Uh, VR movies. That's actually there. A bunch I was doing research on that and jeff bridges came out and said tron 3 should be the first virtual reality movie
1: i feel like then the equivalent of what tron 3 is going to be is going to be done by netflix or amazon starting to do their own stuff too aren't they amazon has a bunch of stuff yeah it's going to be one of those companies because they're the ones who are actually kind of taking the risks Mm -hmm. and disney's not going to
0: see to go back to my pet theory like you had the original tron that was the first movie to use, like, computer-generated graphics. So they actually, because of that, were not allowed to compete in the Oscars because, and this is quoting the Academy, it said, That's cheating. You can't use that. <laughs> uh. So, but now every movie has computer graphics. Now you look at Tron Legacy, and that was the first movie to use the de-aging process. It it was wonky. It looked good at the time. But now you look at, like... um Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where they de-aged Kirk Russell, and that looked amazing. Or um,
2: or the new Star Wars things, where they did uh, oh, Carrie Fisher. Ex-
0: exactly. like and, and Peter Cushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Ant-Man and the Wasp, or the Ant-Man movies. Like You're definitely seeing it a lot more in um, the Marvel movies, because that's where Disney's going to make a lot of money, and they can just use the famous actors, who are a little too old now, but have the the name recognition and they can just make him look young
1: to do flashbacks without a different actor
0: exactly so but at the
1: same time like the the deep fake technology is
0: better at it yeah but i mean that technology i still think came out because of because of the tron Tron. stuff like they made they did the tron the 3d reconstruction of the face someone saw oh just in case people don't know deep fake is a computer program where it will superimpose a new pic, a new face over an old face so uh, for example in this han solo or the solo movie someone actually took pictures of harrison ford and superimposed them over the actor who played solo and it's really good and i think m- they may start moving towards that i mean because that's a bit closer i think
1: to stuff like uh Gollum from lord of the rings and Gollum still looks good even though that was a 2000?
0: Yeah, 2000. I guess, yeah, the movies were made in, like, 2001 or like 2000. The big thing with,
2: uh, like, the Gollum versus uh, Clue was that Clue was specifically to look like uh, Jeff Bridges. And so you hit a lot of that Uncanny Valley with Clue, where it looks almost right, but not quite. And so a lot of, like, if you look, when you watch it, you're like, no, it's when he first takes off the helmet and it's goes, hey, look, it's Jeff Bridges, and it's just that it looks okay. And then he starts talking, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's no. lips,
1: lips is a hard one. Lips and eyes, that's what's going to get you every time.
0: But you know, it's slowly getting better, and eventually Disney will need to bring out a new piece of software to put in movies, and then we'll get Tron Three. That's when we'll get Tron Three, and I'll still try, and I'll still love it. Oh, I'll definitely go see it. Well, yeah, I'll go see it. I mean, I'm not going to not go see it. If Daft Punk can do the soundtrack again, I would be even happier. Get another album to go with your other album. I've been tempted to buy You can buy the original Tron uh, soundtrack on vinyl, but that one's way expensive. And it's like, I don't like it that
1: and, much. And to be honest, the older soundtrack isn't as good.
0: Wait, you don't love the 80s synthesizers? Uh, Are you telling me you didn't love the uh, Blade Runner soundtrack? with come on though guys I can't even think it actually of a has a soundtrack.
2: custom journey song for the original Tron. Oh I didn't even know that heck yeah man only solutions it's amazing
0: okay well so uh, I guess that's our plot speckle this time. I think we should thank our patrons though who help us yeah. uh, help keep us going. So thank you patrons thank you uh, Connie Soderberg though we'd like to thank you for supporting us on patreon Kira Kristofferson. We'd like to thank you. You're in fact right downstairs. Because, well, she is. And Jonathan Foltz. Thank you very much as well. We will eventually take you on that ghost hunt so we can kill the ghost that killed John's car. Revenge. But if you have any more plot holes you'd like to th- tell us about for, for this movie or any movie in general, please get a hold of us on our Facebook page at plotspackle.
2: Or our email, PlotSpacklePodcast at gmail.com.
0: At Twitter? We have
1: Twitter?
2: We do, John. All right, yeah, yeah. Plot Pod, You can use it. I check it. I check these things.
0: I just know we get a lot of, like, I'll check it on our, uh, I'll sometimes check it because I don't do Twitter. It's like, oh, just a bunch of notifications other people are saying. Someday. But, someday
2: someone will tweet at us.
0: All right. That's not us. I mean, I tweet at us all the time. And that's Plotspackle, signing off.